Welcome to Precision Vision, where we work to unpack the ag tech tools of today and keep our sights on tomorrow. With your hosts, Craig Huyen and Morgan Sager. Welcome back to the Precision Vision Podcast. My name is Craig Huyen. And I'm Morgan Sager. Today we have a repeat guest, Brittany Ulrich from Winfield United. This will be her second time on earlier. She was on to talk about the data silo. Um, but we wanted to have her back on because she was a recent recipient of one of the 2019 Precision Egg Awards of Excellence. Yes, and uh, most deserving too. And she's tremendous in her work. And uh, she's a tremendous person too. You're right. Brittany is a really close friend of mine. Really appreciate that I get to work next to her. Um, there's there's five different Precision Egg Awards that they hand out. And so there's a legacy, a special legacy, farmer, educator and researcher, and then crop advisor and entrepreneur. And Brittany uh, was the recipient of the crop advisor slash entrepreneur award this year. Very cool. And very deserving also. So... So let's get into our conversation with Brittany. Welcome to the Precision Vision Podcast. And today we've got Brittany Ulrich of Winfield United. And Brittany is the 2019 Precision Ag Awards of Excellence recipient in the area of crop consulting and entrepreneurship. So quite an award. Uh, National in Scope is put on by the Precision Ag Institute. And um, Brittany, uh, thank you for joining us today. And uh, if you could, you, you've been on the show before. You talked uh, about data silo, if I'm correct. And um, what what is, uh, I guess, how has your role changed since you talked to us last? And uh, and and give us a little bit of background to refresh our our listeners on on who you are. Sounds great. Well, thank you, Craig and Morgan, for inviting me back to Precision Vision Podcast. I am an avid listener, so I I enjoy listening to you two. Um, when you uh, publish your new podcast. So thank you for including me in in another episode. My uh, career has changed a little bit since the last time we talked. So last time we talked, I was working really heavily on the data silo project. And that is really uh, looking at the connectivity of all of the ag tech systems that um, we are using at Winfield United, as well as connecting with some third-party ag tech tools that our top owners are using too. And uh, a lot of work done went into that project. And part of where that project fits in is into um, a little bit bigger, bigger picture uh, strategy that Winfield United uh, has that is really around providing a grower a digital uh, agronomy experience in the in the age that we are today. Um, of course ordering online and everybody is constantly looking at technology and wanting to do more on their phone um, than in person. And also just trying to figure out, you know, at the end of the day, agronomy is very much boots on the ground and a relationship type business. But how do we look at um, all the technology that we have, not just in egg tech, but also technology in general to provide a little bit different uh, user experience and digital uh, landscape for a grower. So I've moved into a little bit more role working with some uh, key owners in their digital journey. Um, of course, that does a big part of that is egg technology and, and the heavy lifting of the egg tech tools and implementation. But the other part of that is is figuring out how to, they can best serve their growers um, in this new digital era. It sounds like you've got a lot going on with that. And, and for you to win that award, I'd, I'd say definitely your your interaction that you have with your owners that uh that you're trying to get them you, i like your statement on there that their technology journey 
uh, trying to get them on board or on the path and helping them along with that. I think it's critical in uh, in any environment to bring people up to speed. And it sounds like you're doing a great job. And uh, you were nominated by some uh, recent guest on, on our uh, Precision Vision podcast, Amanda Neely was your nominator, I believe. And uh, and you also work closely with Sean Van Dersen, who was on last week. So uh, we've got a full circle of people in your office uh, uh, helping us out with our show. That's fantastic. Now, Brittany, um, one thing that I've always kind of admired about you is your ability to mentor other people. And that was something that Amanda took time to call out in your nomination letter. Um, you know, what What got you started in in that aspect of the business? And um, I guess just kind of interested in that journey, what it's looked like for you uh, as you've kind of taken people under your wing. That's a great question, Morgan. Um, if I try to think back to what kind of started uh, me with mentoring other um, other individuals uh, and predominantly females in our, in our industry, um, I also mentor a few men as well. Uh, but I think the biggest thing is, as, as you know, Morgan, you've known me for eight years now, and I, I'm not afraid to share my opinion in a lot of uh, aspects. So I think that's maybe what got me started is um, sharing my opinion on uh, different uh, career opportunities or, you know, different strengths or weaknesses that I saw within uh, teammates. And that was uh, probably what started a little bit of my mentorship journey. Um, I think early on what I had a great mentor as an intern. Um, I was very fortunate to work with a, a individual that took the time to teach me and also uh, still to this day is one of my uh, mentors and greatest resources and, and, and really a great friend as well. And he really taught me that, you know, at, at the end of the day, you're you're responsible for your own career and, and um, your own journey. But having mentors along the way that can help call you out. Um, when you need to be called out and also uh, push you when they, when they see you lagging, that's uh, really, really important to find those people because um, at the end, at, uh, when you look at the, the big picture of uh, career development and things like that, you don't know what you don't know. So if you're not getting good feedback or, um, or even just a, a sounding board, it's really hard. It's, I would say it's a more of a challenge to, to grow as, as a individual. So I think that's what really got me started on it. I had a, like I said, I had a great mentor, um, in, in my early career. And from there, I wanted to kind of reciprocate that with others that, that I've worked with in the past. So that, that makes a lot of sense. And I know there's a lot of us that are grateful for the mentorship you've provided. Um, do you have any like suggestions on how somebody can go about like building and, and fostering relationships like that? We have listeners that are egg retailers, but also, you know, on their own farms where they can, you know, reach out and kind of build that network where they can trust someone and get honest feedback. You know, I think there's a lot of different programs and structured programs to try to find mentors, but I think a lot of the best mentors happen kind of almost uh, naturally, or you find them through, uh, through people that you know and the network that you build. So I think the biggest thing is to start focusing on building a network. So if you are, you know, at a, a, working for a, a retailer, you know, find um, other individuals, maybe outside of your company, uh, outside of the industry, even join, um, join a, a club or, or join some sort of board or try to get involved in things that are outside of maybe your, the core business that will give you some opportunity to network um, as, you know, get a, get a big picture networking, um, 
feel. And then also, you know, network, of course, individually with the different people that you work with, because you will, you will find those that are willing to uh, give you feedback more often than not. And sometimes it really just comes down to having to ask for feedback and reaching out and saying, you know, I, I, I've never, um, went up and asked somebody directly, like, will you be my mentor? I think that's kind of a little, uh, it's even uncomfortable for me, but I think that, um, just asking for feedback and, and continually asking for feedback, you know, find leadership, um, within your organization that you admire and that you look up to and ask them, like, can I get 20 minutes of your time just to talk about, you know, my career and, and, different opportunities that you see within this company or you see, uh, with it, within agriculture in general, um, from a, from a grower perspective as well, I think, you know, networking and, and joining different type of advisory boards or being involved, uh, within the community that, that definitely gives you a, a close network, but there's all kinds of programs and things out there where you can uh, connect with different, uh, growers across the United States, um, and try to find, try to find some people that are, have similar interests as you, but also maybe at, at different levels in, in their, in their uh, farming career or whatever it may be. So Brittany, you've been working in egg technology, like you were saying, like your whole career. Um, do you have any like pivot points or anything that stands out to you that was like really instrumental in helping you get to where you are today? Yeah, there's, there's a few different things that come to mind when you ask that question, Morgan. Um, I think the biggest thing was when I was uh, interning um, early on in my career, still in college, um, I, again, my my boss at the time was very involved into egg technology, and he was really leading the charge within the, the co-op that I worked for um, around egg technology. And it was new, and it was exciting, and, you know, growers looking at in-season imagery or satellite imagery at that at that time uh, was was a new concept. And so the first few times we went on the farm and we were able to pull up a satellite image um, after, of course, you know, we, we had to go out and physically border the field with a four-wheeler and import that boundary and then, you know, dig through um, 10, 20, 30 images to find one that maybe looked somewhat accurate at peak biomass. Then we would go to the farm and we would show these maps and just seeing the transformation from the grower looking at, you know, first of all, it was something new that they hadn't had access to. And then second of all, it was a different conversation that we had about their operation. It wasn't about um, selling seed. It wasn't about selling, you know, crop protection or fertilizer at that time. It was really just a true, genuine conversation about that field performance, how it was doing, you know, how it did that year, how we can look at maybe changing things for next year. Or in some cases, we were looking at variable rating fertilizer um, and trying something new and allocating assets a little bit. So I think that was probably my hook, line, and sinker into the egg tech space of, you know, really being involved in some of those conversations and seeing the seeing the transformation of, of sales calls and also just grower conversations um, when we paired it with technology. And then I would say um, a few other uh, a few other points is, you know, once, of course, as with any technology, uh, we continued to advance and all those things. And um, when I first started working for Land Lakes, I got a, a call from a recruiter and they asked me if I'd be interested in this job to work with the R7 tool. And at that time, I was like, I had no idea uh, what that was. Uh, of course, it was it was new, just, you know, just just like it was for you, Morgan, when you started. And uh, I, I Googled it and I didn't find anything on it and uh, went down for this job interview 
and in the job interview, one of the hiring managers told me that, you know, the, the program was designed to be able to p- pick a common land unit and pull up satellite imagery and give you three to five images for that field within a matter of minutes. And I was completely blown away because that simple task could sometimes take me, you know, 15 to 20 minutes on a good day. But if I got my four wheeler stuck or if I got, um, you know, into a spot where I didn't have good Wi-Fi or any of those things, I mean, it could take hours and hours to map one field. So I was completely amazed that this technology had all of a sudden went from something that took, you know, an hour to something that took minutes. And of course, you know, as, as we continue to progress R7 and, and things like climate and now satellite imagery is really just part of the process, you know? So, I mean, that was eight years ago. And you know, now that we continue to advance technology and we continue to advance and look at what else can we do with satellite imagery, you know, with field monitoring tool, looking at daily in-season imagery or, you know, field forecasting tool or any crop modeling tool, trying to look at how we can predict what our yields could be, how we can maybe uh, manage our ROI and make sure we're putting our inputs in the best spots in the field to make sure that we're, uh, of course, um, not losing money and also, you know, capturing every bit of bushel that we can off of that field. That's probably where it's been really interesting for me. But I would say, you know, in summary, those two points of the grower conversation and then uh, finding out that, you know, you could pull up satellite imagery within minutes. uh, Those are probably two things that come to mind, you know, when you ask that question about like, you know, um, not turning points in my career, but just points that really continue to drive me to wanting to work in the egg tech space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and your your history that you have with it, you you lived through the painful uh, to where now it's a little bit easier to uh, get things incorporated and and have them be a part of your your working life uh, from a day to day basis. So uh, that's a pretty good career to have. But you you mentioned that uh, you work with the retailers on their journey and accepting technology or adopting technology. What are some of the the things that the retailers are looking for in regard to technology, at least the ones you work with, are they looking for more granular information uh, day-to-day or, or in-season, uh, or are they looking for something that's easy that they could incorporate into their sales force? I think that there's multiple answers to that. I think that the first thing is uh, something easy for their sales force to not only operate, but to have the conversation around. Um, I think that's probably the biggest thing is because as, as a lot of uh, large owners or even just retailers in general, they probably have one or two specialists or maybe they're actual just precision egg people on site that, that work really intensely with the data and with the analytics and can have the conversation with a grower about, you know, egg technology and variable rating and satellite imagery and crop modeling really well. I think that our, our retailers are really looking for something that's maybe a, a little bit simpler for the sales agronomist to be able to pick up and have, you know, 75 to 80% of that kind of a conversation um, and then pull in the expert as needed when we get into the real details of everything. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I've really seen us an increase on demand for is really looking at, you know, a lot of the financial data and the, the financial uh, impact that using something like technology can have, um, whether it's uh, we're we're allocating our assets as far as fertilizer and we're maybe spending the exact same amount of money, but at the end of the day, we can see that this has a positive impact in our overall field performance. And of course, you know, at the end of the day, um, our checkbook. 
And then also looking at just the, the overall, um, you know, the plan for the field, you know, we're going to plant soybeans and our seeds going to cost this much money. And it's going to probably cost this much for some of our uh, in-season management and crop protection type products. This is what we have to work with as we look at trying to maybe increase our yield or look at, you know, we have to buy a new grain cart next year. So we got to make sure that we've got the, the funds going in the right direction and also, you know, being profitable. So there's been a huge switch for me and a lot of the conversations around this whole, you know, egg technology helping fuel um, our financial decisions and, you know, financing and things like that. So that's been a that's been a, a big shift, I would say, really in the last three to six months. How do you see that going forward? Is because it, it it takes a pretty good investment, not only in capital but in time and and uh, and developing the people to utilize these tools. Do you see the retailers going more in the direction of of acquiring more technology to to have that that conversation at the farm gate? Uh, you mentioned the boots on the ground agronomy. Uh, agronomy is re- is local. It's not national in scope, but. Um, do you see see people investing more in that going forward? I think that if a tool makes sense for them to be able to to really dive into some of the return on investment on you know on a per acre basis, yes. But I also know the pain points of implementing a, a tool like that could could require and probably will require a lot of data entry. So then you got to look at the the people that are needed to, um, to to power the tools as well. But I think that even just thinking about the the conversation in, in, as a whole, as far as like we, we're offering all these things to our growers, um, we're trying to figure out, you know, what's best for them, um, all of those things, having some simple, simple tools to start the conversation. And then, of course, like I said earlier, having some experts on hand to be able to maybe it is using another uh, piece of technology. Uh, maybe it's just capitalizing on something like Excel and Power BI and being able to look at sales analytics and things like that. You know, there's there's options out there that maybe wouldn't be quite as expensive for a, a, a starting point. Brittany, I appreciate that you always come into every meeting and conversation with a, a high level of energy and optimism. And um, I was just wondering if you have any anything that you could say to like the next generation that's coming into farming and technology, you know, to kind of encourage them as they're sorting their way through. I mean, Technology is not an easy field to be in because there's a lot of pain because so much of it is brand new. You know, we're never going to walk into something that's totally baked and just like here it is ready to go. Um, any, any words of encouragement for people like that just getting started? I would say the biggest thing is to know what your end goal is or, or have a goal in mind when you're starting to filter through all the different technology platforms and tools that are out there. It's really easy to jump to the next shiny object so to speak, and look at something new. And, and I, of course, encourage that. I mean, always keep a pulse on the forefront of technology and what's coming and all of those things. Um, but if you spend so much time chasing all the new things, it's hard to look at what you currently have today because a lot of the tools that we have today are not being used to their full potential. So have a goal in mind. Know what you want to do. Is it is it managing your fertilizer on a different level to be a little bit more sustainable? Or is it looking at um, seed placement or maybe is it that whole uh, full, you know, where are we going to put the seed, manage it in season accordingly, uh, follow up with fungicide, do do all the things that we talk about as in a high management situation. And, and maybe that's your goal. And if that's your goal, it's probably going to require a few more technology tools. 
But if your your goal is to just look at fertilizer, really focus on a few key goals for that season. Learn from um, the the tactics and the, and the different things and strategies that you use um, on the farm. And then the next year, you know, okay, I had a gap here, or maybe I was really hoping for this to happen and it didn't. So how do I uh, either find another technology tool that can fill that gap, or is there something here that I missed? Um, and, and look at the, the current technology platform you have today and, and how to really maximize that. So I think it's just try to avoid the clutter, um, keep a clear goal in mind, and, um, and, and strive towards it. I mean, if you have a goal and you know what you want to do at the end of the season, you might not always hit that goal. But knowing where you want to end up is always better than just starting out and just, you know, going down four or five different rabbit trails. So that, that would be my advice. Very good. Now, Brittany, you're, you're, uh, you've been called a, a very successful woman in precision agriculture. At what point in time do you just want to be considered a very successful person in precision agriculture, if that's fair to say? Yeah, so I, I guess... Um, when I look at uh, the award I received in at the employee conference, like I was very flattered and honored to receive that award. I think that it's a being an egg technology in general, whether you're male or female, is a great space to be, and it's got amazing career opportunities and growth potential and all of those things. So I think that um, you know, just in general, I was I was very um, honored. I would say that um, it doesn't bother me if if people are looking at, you know, oh, being classified as a successful woman. I think that it's uh, amazing to be able to work with the network of men and women that I work with. And I think that sometimes people get a little bit hung up on, on that uh, phrasing. But I would say that, you know, I'm very honored to be able to work in the agriculture industry. And I think that uh, being a female in the egg industry uh, just gives me a little bit more of a competitive advantage in some levels and also uh, gives me a little bit more drive. Um, I, I want to work hard and I want to prove that I'm a, a good employee as well as uh, doing what's best for the retailers that I work with. And I think that um, receiving this award and just some of the feedback that I've received over the past year or so is, you know, I, um, I'm getting there and there's always room for improvement. And I'm, I'm always striving to do better at everything uh, as it pertains to my career. And I think that the minute that you stop setting goals and you stop looking at the next thing is that's when you become uh, a little bit stagnant. So you want to make sure that you're always striving for the next thing. Um, so I guess in summary, Craig, um, it doesn't bother me to be classified as a, as a female in the egg industry. I think it's, uh, I think it's awesome. And I would encourage any female uh, to, to own that and, and just really run with whatever career path that they want to do. Yeah. Very well said. And, and your, your award is testament to the, your drive and your ability to keep your focus and bring the best level of service to your customers, uh, your owners, your retailers, uh, however you want to call them. So, Thank you for your time today, and uh, certainly hope that your your the remainder of your 2019 uh, is is successful. And uh, congratulations again on your award. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed that chat with Brittany. She is just um, really dedicated to her work, and outside of just her day to day, she's really invested a lot of time to mentor other people in our field. 
um, and really help kind of coach, especially women along, um, as she's kind of found a really nice balance for her and her family. Yeah, and she's done an extremely good job of that. And she's able to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to technology and helping people understand it better and use, use it in their everyday professional life. Yeah, and as we mentioned, she won this award or received this award at InfoEgg. Next week, we're actually going to have Kaylin Kelly and Josh Schneider on to kind of recap the entire conference for us. Yep, and we're looking forward to that. So until next week, this has been the Precision Vision Podcast, Inside the Boundary and Out of the Box. Thanks for tuning in to the Precision Vision Podcast with your hosts, Craig Huyen and Morgan Sager.